Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 15. It's now been about five and a half weeks since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating instead of heading for the chips. Today I'm up at my top mountain zen spot and I'm thinking about my birthday. I'll give you an update and I'll think about what do we do when food is masking some really unpleasant uncomfortable feelings but I'm letting go I'm letting go it's a history that never really grows I'm letting go I'm letting go it's a silent wind that never Hey, all you companions out there. I say companions, I'm trying it out because I've been trying to think, what can I call you? On Daily Adventure Tales, I say, hey, adventurers, and that works out great. But what are you, actually? Because some of you, like Michelle, a new listener who stepped up, here's your shout-out, Michelle. Thanks so much for stopping by on day 14 and heeding my call where I needed encouragement. Thanks also for the compliment on my voice. That means a lot to me since one of the reasons I began podcasting is to rehabilitate my speaking ability following a bike accident. So that really means a lot. And also you made me feel better about losing 9.6 pounds instead of 10. Oh, my compulsive self. So then there's also folks that are not in the compulsive realm, like Carrie from Bite Size Vitality Podcast. She's a holistic fitness health coach who has her own podcast, and she took the time to email me at lori at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com because she noticed that we were both in the iTunes new and noteworthy list. She was intrigued by my story, and she wanted to just email me to tell me that she, who does not have this issue, thought it was so brave and brilliant of me to share my story. So I'll put a link to Carrie's website on today's show notes, day 15, Bite Size Vitality Podcast. And she talks about all kinds of bite-sized health topics from sleep to eating well, all kinds of different things. So check out Carrie. And I guess before I leave the shout-out world, here's a huge super cyber hug and phone elliptical shout-out to my good friend, new buddy, online Crystal, who was listening on her elliptical, and she came to day 14 and wrote me the best post. It was so good that I'm going to print it out and take it with me to Las Vegas to try to remind me of my goals. And I just loved how she talked about great vacation advice to enjoy my friends and different things, and she gave it a really great Las Vegas twist in her writing. You're a really excellent writer, Crystal, and it made my day. Those of you who still want to encourage me for my birthday, it's not too late. Go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day 14, or you could go to day 15 for that matter, and just leave me a happy birthday message or say, we believe in you. Say something so that I will know I've got that support that will help me come back the huge buffet overeating temptation in Las Vegas. You know, and on that note too, I'm still waiting for someone to step up to try the compulsive overeating bravery hotline. Call the voicemail line. That's 206-350-6445. Numbers on the website. I know it's hard, 
those of you listening on the phone, you can just say, call this number and call it. But I'm going to tell you what. I know that it's kind of scary to actually put your voice onto a podcast. Now, for me, speaking was scary because of my bike accident. But since I'm a natural-born ham, just talking to you isn't all that scary. But I'll tell you what is scary, and that's singing. I have a poor singing voice. (laughs) I wish I could say I'm being a Cinderella. That I'm really an undiscovered talent. And that if I were to sing, you would all go, wow, let me call the record producer and put you right away on the voice. Because we haven't heard anything like it. Yes, you have not heard anything like it. And even though I was fairly successful in drama class when I studied that, and in voice acting when I studied that, <laughs> I was not successful. When I was in the, the musicals for my, my drama school, they would have me mouth the words. But I will do 15 or 20 seconds of a song and put that for all eternity on the Internet, on this podcast, in your phone, Not to torture you, but just to do something brave and to show that I respect the amount of guts it takes to step out of your comfort zone. Well, I guess that's enough with my shout-outs for today. And let me get on to my topic. I think I'm kind of avoiding my topic, and that is how do we use the concern about our eating or use our binging or our overeating. We're either using our food to cover up a feeling or we're using our concern about the food to cover up a feeling. And sometimes it's just little everyday stressors, like I'll run for the Cheetos, run for the chips, run for the crunchy things when I'm just kind of stressed out and anxious in general. A good example is when I'm podcasting, uh, there's various different ways that I hook up to my Roland recorder, the recording device and my favorite way for talking to you is a lavalier or a collar mic that really goes to my bike camera when I'm riding my bike I can stick a camera on my helmet and plug in a collar mic so that I can talk when I'm riding well this has an attachment that lets me go into the Roland and today when I was coming up for my morning hike I got ready to find my mic and hook it up to come talk to you and it is nowhere to be found This is like losing the keys, and I mean, I looked everywhere. This is not like me to misplace my microphone equipment. This is like my toy, right? Why would I do that? This is really concerning me a very great deal. And I'm thinking maybe when I was at Descanso Gardens recording day 14, Maybe it slipped out of my pack pocket because I, it's not attached to my recorder when I'm listening to my podcast on the walk back. Maybe it's at Descanso Garden. So I'm thinking, well, I'll just call them up to see if someone found it or I'll drive over there right away and look for it. And I'm already making like 10,000 plans in my head. How can I replace it? How soon can I get it? Can I get it here before I leave for Las Vegas? No, I can't. That means I can't record in Las Vegas in an easy manner. And all these thoughts are churning in my head. Well, this is truly a concern of mine, but I wouldn't call it a deep emotional concern. This is an annoyance, a bad annoyance, but it's kind of more on the annoying, I wish life wasn't behaving this way. And I got a couple of chances to fix it right away. Like after I get down the mountain and get some phone reception, I will call Descanso and see if someone has already found it and turned it in. Or I will go back to my home and I will thoroughly search all my audio equipment just to make sure it hasn't fallen, you know, behind some crack in a drawer or something like this. You know, it might be a storm in the teacup, so there's no need for me to be getting my panties in a twist just yet. 
Me being compulsive, my panties tend to be in a twist. But really the thing that's getting to me is the more successful I am at not compulsively overeating, the more successful I am at letting my life just be what it is, the more I'm finding these deep feelings are arising in me that are very uncomfortable. A good example of this is there's some relationships in my life that are of long duration, but I don't know if they're the best thing for me anymore. And that's really painful. You're thinking, how is it on a mutual support level? How is it on a companionship level? How is it really right for me to cut myself off from these relationships that I've had, but it feels like they're kind of bringing me down? And then I want to fight through it and say, no, no, but I've been in these relationships for a long time, and I put all this time into it. But something Julia Michaels said on her podcast one time really struck me, and that's like, time put into something, does that necessarily, is that a good thing? Or if you're unhappy, does that just mean that you're going to invest more future bad time into this? Or is it better to deal with the pain of moving on right now and have a future that is more what you're looking for? I went through kind of a similar feeling when I decided to retire from my corporate job. My corporate job had excellent people. It was a very good job with benefits in a bad economy. (laughs) And I'd been there for 11 years. And I was comfortable there. It was a comfortable job. It was a, a respectful job. It was a fun job. I got to go to conferences or conventions or do different things and learn different things. It was really kind of cool. But after my bike accident, that was kind of the trigger. But the deeper thing was this particular job was not making me happy and fulfilled. And I didn't feel like I was being me in the world. To work in corporate America was kind of the opposite of who I am and what I'm all about. Well, I'm going to sign off for a little bit because I see a little furry companion and his buddy have come up here to my resting spot. Well, that was a cool break for me. The little dog's name is Sky, and if I see him again, I'm going to have to take a photo for you. I didn't think fast enough to take a photo. I was talking with Sky's owner about hiking here, and that was really neat. Sky has these beautiful blue eyes. He's kind of like a black and white speckled dog who's just full of energy and excitement and life. Sky the dog is living a life exactly like I would like to be living it. Everything is interesting. He's full of joy and energy and having a great time being here with his man who is hiking with him. Really cool fun experience to get to play with Sky and talk about hiking. So back to my topic on my job. Between my difficulties after my bike accident, my physical difficulties, and kind of being in a bad accident gives you that notice that life can end at any moment or life can be changed forever at any moment and that we should not take for granted our time that we have. And it kind of shook me up. 
And that's why my husband and I decided that I should retire. We didn't see a good long-term future for my professional, personal, and physical growth if I stayed where I was. Now, I can't tell you what a difficult decision this was because I have very good friends at that place of employment. And to give up a really good job and to retire at such a young age is hard. You know, it's just hard. When I was younger, I, I could job hop all the time and no big deal. I have a lot of skills and I could go talk my way into jobs. But I'm over 50. That makes it tougher. It just does. If you don't believe me, it just plain does. Sorry, but it does. <laughs> and I just don't have that confidence to be job hopping. So I had to assume when I was making that decision, you know, this is it. I may not work in a regular job again. I may start up my own business again, or I might do something else. But as far as having a nine-to-five, well-paid, good benefit-providing job, this is probably going to be it for me. And am I really ready to step out of the employment world into the retirement world so suddenly? And our inner and outer evaluation of circumstances said, Yes, you need to take that leap of faith and move past your picture of yourself as a corporate America worker and get past that fear and move on. So I have to say that I don't really regret that decision. I still feel a little bit missing of the bonuses and the people and just having that cloak of identity to to make me into something respectable and good you know it was a good company and being associated with that company gave me a feeling of worth and value but the actual duties that I was doing in my position I was a database developer and I'm, I'm good at that but that really is what I fell into because I'm used to be a website designer because I made a website for kids to promote their creativity and then I kind of fell into technical realms. But at heart, what I am is a teacher and a communicator and a storyteller. Podcasting, it's great. I get to tell, tell stories. I get to go hiking and tell you stories. <laughs> of course, it doesn't come with benefits <laughs> and it doesn't really pay. But I feel so fulfilled when you guys let me know that this is helping you because I can't believe that something that helps me so much and is so fun for me and so interesting for me is actually helping you. That's really incredible. So anyway, that, that's what's on my mind. Notice how I segued from the relationship question, which we'll revisit again, but I'm just even letting that come to the surface that I'm even having this thought around that these relationships of long standing are not necessarily fitting in with my life goals and plans. Just to let myself even know that is a major victory. This is something I definitely have been covering up with my binge behavior and with my thinking about food behavior. This is definitely something I didn't want to address. And right now, I notice inside my kind of being, the, the internal spot that goes from the crown of your head down through your insides, I feel this sense of lightness, like this 
letting myself know this and bringing it to my consciousness is actually lightening my insides in some way. And this light insides does not feel like it wants to have a bunch of Cheetos put down it. Very odd. So maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's something to being able to articulate the feelings that we've been stuffing down. Maybe so. But I want to leave that topic to tell you I'm going to do something fun today. I'm going to get a little bit of preview about can I go have fun and (laughs) not go into my crazy food mode. And that is my friend Linda used to work for Warner Brothers Studios and she got a free ticket for us to go see 300 Rise of an Empire at the Warner lot. So we're getting to see this movie a day before it's released to the general public and go right to the movie studio and see it there in their their theater. So that'll be really cool to go on the Warner Brothers lot and to see this movie. And I'm not too scared because I already have my plan. Here's a, a movie tip. I don't usually need to have popcorn in the movie, but if I feel that need, I've been substituting successfully by taking a bag of raw almonds with me because almonds kind of fill you up fairly quickly and they have that crunch. So if I get triggered by the smell of popcorn or everybody making those crunching noises, I've been doing well taking that emergency bag of almonds. Sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. Then we're going to go out to dinner, and I've already put in my mind that no matter what the menu says, I'm going to look for some grilled thing with vegetables. And if I can find that, then maybe I'll have a small glass of wine because I really enjoy wine with my dinner. If I can't do that, then I'll skip the wine if I think that the entree is too heavy. So I've kind of got it in my head about what are the pleasures that I'm going to enjoy while I enjoy my conversation with Linda at dinner. So I'm going to practice what Crystal advised me to do. I'm going to have a dry run. We leave tomorrow for our trip to Las Vegas. So wish me well. Remember, come to day 14 or 15 and leave me a message. Give me some support because I really could use it. And if you need some support, post that too or call me up because, you know, when you tell me you're listening, and I love that about Crystal, she always ends her messages with, I'm listening. When you tell me that, it warms my heart, and I really do care. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. There I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. Stop.